friends, welcome back to another episode of In No Hurry. I am your host, Cole Douglas Claiborne. So happy to be back with you guys for another episode. As you know, we love talking about the intersection of faith and creativity on this show. And I have been looking forward to this episode for several weeks since we recorded back in December. My guests this week are Peter Craig and Kristen Schroeder. They work with a nonprofit called Moving Works. And basically what they do is they create these awesome, well-produced short films that tell the world about Jesus. They are what they call missionary filmmakers, and their work is incredible. And I'm so excited for you guys to hear about their mission, their process. And we just talk a lot about creativity and how we can all use our skills and our creativity and whatever blessings God has given us to reach people for his kingdom. So I'm so excited for you guys to hear this conversation with Peter and Kristen. Well, I'm happy to be joined by Peter and Kristen from Moving Works. Guys, welcome to the show. We just had a great uh, conversation here before we recorded, but welcome to the show. Happy to have you guys. Thank you for having us. Kristen, I have to ask you to start off with, so we kind of connected over social media a couple of weeks ago Mm -hmm. and I was scrolling through your Instagram and it last night, literally I, it, I was scrolling through and I had to wake my wife up to tell her this. And I think you might know where I'm going with this. I do know where you're going with this. I did not realize that you were the one who won the Ben Rector video contest earlier this summer. I totally remember seeing the video and thinking, oh my gosh, that is absolutely genius. (laughs) So those people that are listening that may not know what we're talking about, I'll kind of let you explain. But Ben Rector, one of my wife and I's, and I assume yours too, favorite Mm -hmm. artists, did Mm -hmm. a contest with his music video that he came out with. He came out with a song earlier this year. And you put together a video. I'll let you kind of explain how that worked in your um, your video itself. And then yeah. also, did you win anything for that contest? Yeah, sure. I'll I'll tell you about that. So when I saw that he was going to do a contest for that song, and he so what he said was, "Hey, send me a funny video. If you win, I'll give you the things that I wore in the video." So like his Uggs and his Ray-Bans, all these things. But the big thing that I really cared about was the Zoom call. He's like, I'll, we'll have a Zoom call. And I was like, I love Ben Rector. I've, I've enjoyed his music since 2009 or something. And so I immediately was just thinking, I'm going to do this. And I knew <laughs> that I had to like text my friend immediately to, to lock it in. Like, I'm going to do this video. Please keep me accountable to this. And so it basically a week late, I think it was like a week later, I had the, well, yeah. So I, I was kind of coming up with the idea. I was trying to think of something creative and, you know, I don't know if you're familiar with the videos that had gone ar- around with the, uh, the video game idea. So it's yeah. like, choose your character. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, I thought, Hey, maybe I can dress up as Ben Rector's like, uh, albums, you know, just different outfits. And, and then I hadn't really planned out the video game part yet, but I was like, okay, I'm going to gather all the things for the outfits and did that. And then my friends came over. Um, we thought about, you know, him, the coffee dad character was like who he was in his music video. So that right. had to be the end one and uh, decided to put him in some video games. So, I mean, it, honestly, it was bizarre because I don't do things like that. I never... I never do goofy things like that. I think you guys are even like, who is, yeah, who it is weird. this? It was weird for us. 
<laughs> I think, well, yeah. she sent it to us and yeah. we're like, without saying anything. Yeah, I just sent them the Now, video. I know nothing about Pin Rector, so yeah. I'm even more confused by what I'm seeing. <laughs> I have no reference to yeah. anything. So, but it was yeah. delightful. It was delightful to see like this created seemingly out of joy because you don't yeah. make this stuff like, oh, I hate doing this. I'll go ahead and do it. Right. You could mm -hmm. tell like, hey, no, there's passion and joy in mm -hmm. this. And it's like, and you could see it and it was fun. It came off and it was like, mm -hmm. man, whatever this is, is yeah. great. I don't know what it yeah. is, but I like it. So. <laughs> I had a lot of fun. I laughed at myself so much, which was like, this is a good thing. Like I was yeah. able to make this and have fun and laugh and then posted it and was like, of course I want to win, but if I don't, it's okay. And then all of a sudden, Ben Rector liked it and shared it and then I ended up winning. So it was, it was very surreal. It was a gift from God, honestly. There's a lot yeah. more to that story about what God was doing in my heart in that moment, but um, it was awesome. I got to talk with him over Zoom. That's awesome. He's a great guy. Just, it was so many good things came out of that and it was really a really fun How long moment. was the Zoom call with him? Oh, like an hour and 15 minutes or so. Oh Just you and him? I had a few friends on as okay. well, but okay. I, I really was expecting 20 minutes. You know, he's a busy guy. I'm like, right. huh, he's did not he going to talk. music for you guys too and everything? He did. He played music. He, That's so cool. He gave me a mug out of his kitchen. Like that was, <laughs> that was one of the gifts too. It's yeah. It just, it was awesome. That's was awesome. Great. We, we, yeah. uh, my wife and I, our first concert that we went to was one of his at the Ryman in Nashville. Um, nice. I actually, I bought tickets to that like three days after we met and it was like, it was July when we met and the concert wasn't until October. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to buy these. I think we'll still be together. And here we are married, but uh, it was, it was him. <laughs> worked out. Yeah, it worked out. Yeah. It, it was Ben Rector and Judah and the lion before Judah and the lion was really big. Yeah. And so that was an awesome concert. And we've seen Ben Rector probably three or four times, but one time there's an amphitheater also in Nashville. We saw him there and I bought, uh, I think it was for either a birthday gift or something. It was another gift that I got for my wife, but we bought, I bought VIP tickets. So we got to meet him, but it was just a, you know, a couple minutes mm -hmm. meet and greet type of thing. Nothing mm -hmm. like an hour and 15 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I'm, I'm a little jealous. We got to see him play a few songs, but it was in a big crowded room. And so yours is, that, that's awesome. That's cool that he just yeah. took the time to do that. Like he doesn't have to do that. And it's just kind of tells you the genuineness of him. So yeah, I just, mm -hmm. I knew I had to ask you about that experience because, uh, I remember seeing the video and I was like, that's so cool. So anybody listening, I'll, I'll link your social media in the show notes. So they can go back and follow you and, and watch awesome. the videos. So they know what we're talking about, but yeah, cool. that's so cool. Have, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm happy to live vicariously through you and that experience. <laughs> yeah. So you, you guys are, are part of a, a, a nonprofit called Moving Works. And uh, you're, you're, the way you guys describe yourself is a nonprofit organization that makes short films to tell the world about Jesus, which I think is a very great, uh, concise way just to kind of sim you know, simply say, this is what we're about. Um, but tell us a little bit more about Moving Works and what your, your mission is and I guess just kind of what you guys do day to day. Yeah, I mean, at first, I mean, at, at our core, I'd say, I, it's not on a website, but it, we're a worship ministry. Um, when the ministry began in 2012, it, I mean, it was just a work of the Lord in my own heart. I got to be there from the beginning and um, just seeing the beauty, the power, the grace, the love of Christ in my own life. And as a filmmaker, uh, just at a high level, God called me to get worship in him in that way. The specific call in my life was, this is your act of worship. You know, worship me through this specific medium. And so we're a worship ministry at heart. And over the years, then, of course, we document what he's doing, what he 
says, how he's working around the world. And so at a high level, we're a filmmaking ministry that documents testimonies around the world and gives them away for free to honor him ultimately. And then, you know, share the love of Christ with others, share the message of the gospel with um, people around the world. That's awesome. And, and you mentioned it, that you, you travel around the world to tell these stories. How do you guys find out about these stories that you go and film? Because, you know, it's one thing to know your local area, your state, or even the country, but you've got places around the world that you're going to shoot films and tell these stories. How do you get connected with those people and those stories? It's a good question. I would, I would, first of all, I'll always say the Lord. Yeah, uh, I will say that. Um, and I'll say actively that is done through prayer, a lot of prayer. Um, the first stories that we documented as a ministry were in the Amazon. And so the way I found out about these stories in the Amazon was going to Ethiopia. And so I met a guy in Ethiopia, documented a story there before the ministry even began. And he's like, you should meet these people in the Amazon. And so then the ministry, one thing led to another. And that's kind of how it's gone. Um, specifically in the last few years of our ministry, uh, we, we, God's laid on our heart to focus on countries that are like very highly media engaged, but are very far from Christ. And so that helps us. Mm-hmm. to go, okay, God, we see countries like this and we're going to start praying over those countries. And maybe we're going to start kicking the tires a little bit to see who might respond. People have downloaded our films from these countries. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kristen's great at that, reaching out to people. And next thing you know, relationships begin uh, happening, conversations, a lot of Zoom, a lot of Skype. Yeah. And, um, and all of a sudden you start hearing stories. Like it's a simple question. You talk to someone in a country, what's God doing there? You know, where have you seen him moving? Uh, what are some of the struggles that God is meeting? And the next thing you know, you're connecting the dots. God's providing relationships that um, birth stories. And then yeah. we get to, I mean, what a job, right? Mm-hmm. To get to go and document miraculous works of the Lord yeah. in people's lives, transforming people. It's its phenomenal. So a lot of prayer and then just kind of following his lead in that way in the relationships he's provided. You can fill in the, the gaps. Yeah, I mean, I... It's, it's always crazy when you, you know, we work on these stories and you're kind of like, how did this person get to us? You know, or my, and, and it's amazing that just the way that God brings people to us when we're not, sometimes we're not even looking for it, you know, or, or we'll be talking with someone in this, for for this country project, or we want to do stories here and they're like, actually I'm from here and I've got a lot of stories here. So it's just, it's really God's glorious grace to, and it's, it's amazing to watch it happen. Um, and I think it also gives us a lot of faith for that. He's going to continue to do that. You know, we don't have to fret. We don't have to worry. We don't have to go try to find cool stories. It's like, no, he brings them to us. So that's really awesome. I feel like I'm speaking anecdotally here, but you know, the, the creative Christians that I've talked to, it's obviously the dream to be able to use that creativity to, to be a a ministry, a worship, Mm -hmm. uh, an act of worship. Like you're talking about what you do is kind of what I hope I do with this podcast too. Um, you know, just like I, I'm not a nonprofit. I don't have it. You know, I'm not affiliated with anybody, but you guys, you're a nonprofit. And you mentioned that you do all this work, which is exceptional work, by the way, and you give it away for free, which somebody listening to this may not understand economically why somebody would do that. But your job, you're thinking, you know, hey, we're, we're a worship ministry. We are trying to reach people for Jesus how does that, how, how does that work to where you guys are still able to, cause nothing, you know, you guys still need to pay for your, your travels, your equipment. 
like how does how does that how has God provided for you guys financially to be able to do this to where you can say we give these stories away for free? Yeah, well, it it is a work of the Lord, absolutely. Uh, when the ministry began, well, before the ministry began, I was a screenwriter uh, doing projects in LA, and um, I won't go into the details of all of that. But God called me out of it and showed me, hey, I want you to step in this direction. And one of the kind of I would call like pillars of this ministry that was yet to be born was whatever we make, we give away. We don't want there to be a cost or an obstacle to seeing these stories. If we right. get to do this, we want to give it away. So it was almost a non-negotiable. It wasn't like I was savvy one day thinking, hmm, how can I really make this cool? It was God just kind of laying on our hearts. We have to do this. And so I did the, I never dreamt of ever doing this, but I knew, okay, if I were a missionary going overseas, I'd have to raise support. I was a screenwriter doing studio projects. And now yeah. I'm like, God's calling me to this. And it's like, I just knew um, involving the body of Christ is going to be a necessity. Ultimately, God providing for me and my family. Uh, we we're the only ones doing it at that time. Uh, so there, you know, it came down to, okay, I guess we're just going to have to trust God and ask for support, literally go one-on-one -on -one to people and ask, would you join us in this thing? It's not even a thing yet, but would you join us? And yeah. so again, a lot of prayer, God, first of all, give me the courage, you know, mm -hmm. Lord, Lord, show me how to do this and do it in an honoring way. And then Lord, would you provide? And so God in his grace and his sovereignty uh, has provided and the ministry began in, officially in 2012 and by God's grace, we've been provided for ever since. And so uh, that enables us to not, I think what, this was God's grace in the design of the ministry. Uh, we, the concern, if we get paid for our work, then we're going to go where that might lead, Yeah, you know, or at the center of the story, the hero of the story isn't Jesus. It might be an effort or a certain type of mission or even a missionary him or herself, you know? Mm -hmm. And so it's like, man, I don't want to get caught up in that. And so it almost was a safeguard as well yeah, like to that. protect yeah. us from making the hero of the story, anything but Jesus, we're not going to, it's not about money. Therefore we get to, um, if the Lord provides, we get to go where God tells us to go yeah, and then give it away and have freedom in that, um, in that methodology, I guess. Yeah. One of my favorite books is a book called Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert. Have any of you guys ever read that book? But if I would highly recommend it as a creative person. It's not a Christian book. There are some cuss words in it. But as a creative person, um, it is it is like my creative Bible, I guess I would say, if I was to call it that. But one of the things she says in there, and this is not a hard and fast rule, but you know, she's a full-time writer now, but she said it took until her third book before she quit her day, her day job to become a full-time writer, because she was really trying to balance that um, where she didn't want what was her creativity to be so wrapped up in her uh, finances and her income or whatever that she was dependent on it. Cause she felt that it was going to ruin the joy from it. Not saying that's necessarily the case with you guys, but I think it's what you're talking about is this awesome perspective where it's like, you know, if, and this is true with any profession or any walk of a uh, uh, profession where, you know, if you're so focused on, going where the money is, yeah. it could really mm -hmm. skew the identity that you have with that or the, or the perspective you have with that. And I guess when you look at it from, from that perspective, either whether it's identity or just keeping the proper perspective, I mean, how, how has that helped you guys to where our mission is to tell these stories and to reach people for Jesus? How, how much is that just being able to say like, Hey, this is our, our motto. Here's how we're operating. 
it's kind of an abstract question, but I, I guess in my mind, it's kind of like you're able to focus on just the mission itself rather than like, mm-hmm. hey, our, we know that we, if we go here, we could make a lot of money telling these stories. It's like, no, this is where the story needs to be told. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, I think in God's design, it's freed us up to follow him. Yeah. And so there's no other, um, you know, of course we're human and we could create way other things to follow. We could create, Hey, we made this type of movie and there's a lot of viewership. Right. So let's go where viewership is. Mm -hmm. And that's, we could do it again. We could just form something else to follow, but God's been very gracious to, I will say this, Aaron or uh, Kristen is very probably sick of this, uh, me saying this, but it, like ministry is ministry to us. Like this activity is a ministry to us. So God has been very gracious to discipline us when we are tempted to go follow another thing to show us where we need to turn back to him. And so uh, whether money by God's grace, economically, that, that temptation to go where the, the money is. Um, you know, since the ministry began, God's protected us in that area, but there's other areas as well. So where we misstep a little, God's been very gracious mm-hmm. to, oh no, mm-hmm. here, yeah. get back on path. And yeah. so, yeah. and there is temptation, you know, yeah. you make one film and man, people love that. Wouldn't that be great if we did more of those, yeah. you know, but God's going, no, do this other completely opposite thing over here. And you're like, okay. Like make foreign films. Like, yeah. We make foreign make films. films and not English. <laughs> It's really hard, you know? Yeah. Um, And I was going to say too, I think one way that it also helps us is that we actually get to look at the beauty of, of God in a story, you know, like, like the, the payment and all that stuff is just not even an issue. Like I, you know, it's just, we get to hear someone, we get to see someone as they are made in the image of God, hear this transforming story and think about how, how, how can we most excellently share the beauty of God in their story. And so we're not hindered by this other boundary of like, yeah. we need to, we need to try to make it this way. So more people see it or it gets this, you know, it's, and that's awesome. We get to, we just get to bask in like the amazingness of Jesus yeah. in stories. And I, I love the, the, the name moving works, because to me, when I hear that, obviously a, a motion picture is a, is a moving picture. Um, but when you watch these, you're, you can't help but be moved emotionally. And so I love the double entendre with that name. And you, know, you guys are able to tell like such captivating stories that, that show how people are encountering Jesus. And with the, with the motion picture, you know, anytime that you tell something visually, there's, there's so much work in, that goes into it. There's so much editing. And I've seen it from you know, whenever I've worked in newspapers and other outlets where I've seen people editing film. I, I, I've never really done a lot of it. Like, advanced editing films. So a lot of mine has been very rudimentary, but to put together films like you guys do, there's a lot of layers that go into it. So could you maybe just describe to those people that are listening that maybe they've never put together a film, maybe they don't know how it works, you know, they don't know how a movie works or even a short film works. How much work really goes into it? And what is that process like to get from, Hey, here's our idea to here's the finished product. It's a good question. (laughs) I'm still trying to figure all that out. Um, Explain well, that in, you know, not an yeah, hour. Uh, in <laughs> yeah. about one minute. Um, yeah. I think the challenge is we tell real life stories. Yeah. Um, and so that's nice. It's not like we're making something up here. So it's like, okay, so someone tells their story. We're going to go to Denmark, let's say, and document these six testimonies. 
And so uh, we go and document these stories. We come back and kind of like, what's the heart of it? And through prayer and through just effort, you kind of realize this is the heart of the story. How do you take a 30 minute? So you say you got about a 45 minute interview and our, our I guess, ministry um, effort is to say, this might be for someone that's never encountered a Christian. And we want this as, as accessible as possible. So we want to tell shorter stories. So like anywhere between five to eight minutes is we're aiming for, say. And so we got to take a 45 minute interview, narrow it down to five minutes to eight minutes. That's a challenge. Yeah. And so it's a lot of prayer and a lot of like, does this work? Does not this not work? Once we have that, we kind of know we got we to gotta paint this movie. We got to visually tell it now. And so um, what's nice is there's boundaries, you know, there's boundaries to this. There's eight minute story, you know, where there's only, we're going to go to back to Denmark to document this. We're going to have this person for three days. And that a restri restriction, if you want to call it, mm -hmm. does birth like, okay, what can we do in that small yeah. amount of time with this person who has a real life job that we're <laughs> yeah. taking them out of yeah. life to, yeah. you know, again, they're almost an actor in their own story to some degree or metaphorically retelling something that we can't visually go back in time and document. So mm -hmm. it takes a lot of prayer and a lot of conversation, teamwork um, to shoot this stuff. And then when you get back, there's the, the, the filmed version of the story. And then you discover this doesn't work or this did really work, but there's problems I weren't, wasn't foreseeing. So then there's a lot of maneuvering within that. The post-production, I always feel very confident in saying, I feel like the editor is the ultimate teller of the story yeah. because they have the, almost like the final say-so mm -hmm. to say what goes on the cutting room floor or whatever. And um, man, what I love about editing though is what can be done that you wouldn't would never have dreamt while shooting. You know, shots yeah. that you thought were throwaway shots become like the most important stuff. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We were just documenting or filmed a story in Germany, in Hamburg, Germany, where we had an idea. Oh, this is a great idea. Let's go film that. We get back and none of it works. And we're like, just because the story doesn't lend itself to that. Right. And some of the footage we shot because it is started raining. And we're like, oh man, it's raining. What do we do? We'll just film some stuff. And, and we've thought that was an obstacle to us getting the job done in Germany for this story. And, you know, I'm sure we probably did a little bit of complaining. Oh, I know we prayed. Lord, please make it stop <laughs> raining on us. You know, we're asking the Lord to stop it. But that became the footage that told the story. Yeah. The stuff that we thought was the obstacle became the gift. And, you know, I'm like, that was very sanctifying. Even this morning, we were talking about, praise God, where we think there's obstacles, God is providing something that we don't know we need. Yeah. And so there's a lot of maneuvering, a lot of prayer, a lot of, does this work? Does this not work? And you're taking a lot of footage and breaking it down. And um, again, a lot of it is like we, we screened a, a short film today to two of the other team, team members that haven't watched it. Then there's a lot of finger crossing. Yeah. Like, does this make sense at all? You know, like yeah. you get so close to something, you can't yeah. see if it makes sense. Yeah. And then you got to release it and see if it does. And so here's what I'll say in all that is, man, God's working on our hearts in the midst of it. Yeah. He's pushing on little buttons that like, hey, man, there's, there's fear in you that you might fail. There's uh, insecurity. Oh, what if they don't like it? Oh, there's when you're filming, there's doubt. God, you're not going to provide. Why is it raining right now? Mm -hmm. You know, and so God's constantly doing his own filmmaking and editing work on us. He's he's kind of cutting off. The scripture uses the word pruning. He prunes <laughs> yeah. us. And it's not, yeah. 
It doesn't feel good when it's doing it, but he's working on us. And that's that's kind of the beauty of what I've seen in this, this ministry. And Kristen can speak to it. I praise God that I get to be in ministry because the amount of ministry work that God is doing on me. Yeah. It's not like I cross some finish line. Oh, I'm ready for ministry to knock it out of the park. God said, Peter, you need to be in ministry to see how much need for me you really have. And so he's yeah. doing his own creative work on me in the midst of me doing this, the ultimate creator doing a work on this little creator that he's made it. And so it's, it's, it's been beautiful for me. You can kind of share I your mean, own. You said that really well. Uh, like even, like, even just, <laughs> well, just the language of, I mean, I don't know if that's, I've heard you say that before, but just the idea of God's doing his own editing and creating in me, like, uh, cause I, you know, when I came on board almost four years ago, I was like, I'm going to help these people so much. I'm going <laughs> to do all this stuff. And then Nope. Like, man, God, she did help us. I I did. Yes. But (laughs) I think I came in. I assume she's been there for four years. She's been able to help you guys. Yeah. 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 I guess so. We're seeing if she'll work out. I don't know. (laughs) Kind of still in that temporary phase. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) We have a long on ramp. (laughs) But I just would have never guessed how much God would use the creative process to actually show me my own heart and show me a lot of things that I just, have, have been living in, walking in even ways that I viewed him, that he's like, we're going to, we're going to change that. And so it's, you know, you come in, you're excited about being in this creative space. And then you're like, Whoa, there's a lot of stuff that's actually underneath all of this that God's going to pull out and use, use people, use this team to show me. And so it's, um, yeah, I just hundred percent agree with Peter saying that, like, it's, it's a ministry to us as well. And, and so then I think that also makes us even more humble in in how we work. (laughs) We don't have, we don't have the market on anything. Like we're just humbled and we want to, we want to do our best just because God is amazing. And we see what he's doing in our own lives too. Yeah. I love that perspective, especially like what Peter said, like doing his own editing in us, because I think creative living can be one of those things where it, it almost can at times feel idealistic because we all have this idea of like, this is what I want my project to look like. And I'm going to mm-hmm. love the process of creating it. Then you get into it and there's always obstacles. There's mm-hmm. there's rain on your shoot or whatever the case is, there's always going to be something that throws a loop in what you're doing. And so for some creative people that can be really difficult to get over or get past and can get frustrated. A lot, a lot of projects get derailed because of stuff like that. Um, but I just, I love that perspective because I think it almost, it, it keeps the identity and comparison issues away. Cause I think for a lot of creative people, at least for me, like that's been some of the issues that I've dealt with the most is like you said here, like we don't have the market on anything. We don't feel like we are, you know, doing this better than anybody else or whatever the case mm-hmm. is. Like for me, the temptation as a creative person is to say, I did this and I did it really well. Why are not, or why are more people not noticing mm-hmm. it? Why are mm-hmm. more people not uh, re- responding to this. And I think that's a good way to put your creative creativity in a box and almost take the joy out of it. And I, and I yeah. love your guys' perspective because, you know, it's uh, you guys put together such amazing stuff, but it's always the spotlight's not on us. It's on Jesus. And it's on the story of that, that we're being able to tell. And how much of that, um, I assume, you know, that I'm hearing Peter talk about that and that this is coming from the top down to your organization, but how much of that is talked about frequently so that, you know, that identity and that philosophy, that perspective is pervasive through everybody on your team. You can, you can speak to <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah. Um, 
we talk about it all the time. Like, yeah. like <laughs> it's, so we actually, one awesome thing that we get to do is have an hour every morning for prayer and worship or reading scripture. And golly, like if you're a ministry not doing that, you should do that because yeah. it, it brings us back to who, why we're here and, and who we're doing this for. And so we talk about all the time. I mean, even gosh, like, yeah, it's, it's throughout everything. We, we pray a lot. Like yeah. we, we pray a lot, even before every meeting before, uh, I don't know anything like actually talking about like the most mundane things you could think we pray because we, as humans, we're just so prone to be about ourselves, to be about yeah. our world, to be seen, to be noticed, to be liked. And so prayer is one of our best weapons and assets in that. And, um, I think like we're individually always learning, uh, like how to let down our, our identity of like, I'm a creative or I can do this really well, or, or you know, trying to make a name for yourself in a way, always, always laying that down to pick up the better thing, which yeah. is Jesus is good. And we just want to point to him and, uh, yeah, so it's, it's frequent. <laughs> yeah, it is frequent yeah. and it's necessary. Um, yeah. I think the art specifically can be so enticing mm -hmm. to make much of yourself mm -hmm. about. And so, I mean, a very, very short version of this is before I did this, I was a screenwriter and I did this terribly, you know, so I made it much about me and my worth was attached to how well I performed in this way or that. And I was miserable. So I was writing you know, projects for well-known studios and totally miserable thinking I got the thing I wanted. And I was just like, I was broken inside. Yeah. And so coming into this ministry, God showing my sin, it's not just like, oh, it's broken. I was sinful. I, I elevated this creative thing above the creator. Yeah, I had made it an idol in my life. We want to use that language. And God showed me my sin and it was wretched. And, and it's like, he was so gracious to one, discipline me with it. And give me a way to it. If you want it, you can have it. But me having the thing, this idol, um, disciplined me because it was wretched to have. I mean, I was just so broken. So I say all that to say when this ministry began, I know the condition, I knew the condition of my heart and my, um, yeah, that temptation I have to run after that. And so mm -hmm. I'm like, Lord, you showed me what's up in my heart. You know, I didn't even know that was. And you went as far as giving me quote unquote, a Hollywood career to show it. So you're so lavish in your discipline. I'm going to yeah. give, I'm going to let him have this, the thing he has always wanted to see that this is in there. Yeah. And he went through years to show it to me. And then going into a ministry that is mm -hmm. making much of Jesus, it's like, Lord, have I don't, am, can I even do it? <laughs> you know, like, cause I know what's in my heart. And so, yeah. Lord, and he's like, walk with me be dependent on me, know your weakness, boast in your weakness, rely on my strength, know that you're not even arriving. Like, oh, Peter, you have arrived. Again, it's like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna allow you to begin this to show you even more things that you're gonna have to turn over to me. Yeah. And I'm gonna allow you to be in a ministry to do this. So I think we gotta stay um, malleable, you know, like, Lord, I'm still working progress here. And you're going to continue to sanctify me even in ministry. And if I'm not being sanctified in ministry, in this, even this, this creative arts ministry, then I, how can I even be effective yeah. in helping others be sanctified yeah. uh, through these films? So it's like, he's working on us. We're working mm -hmm. on these things. We have to faith and repentance 
you know, that constant cycle of a Christian. Um, and so, you know, it, it was God in his grace to even, we say, oh, top down, but top, top down. I mean, super <laughs> top down. <laughs> so it wasn't, wasn't like, oh, again, not schemey. Oh, I got, I have a vision for our ministry. We're going to make yeah. prayer the number one thing. And we're going to do this and that be reliant, dependent and follow the spirit. It's like, even that has been in stages like, man, we need mm-hmm. daily prayer. We need to get in the word. We need worship. Mm-hmm. We need our attention focused on him before we can sit down and begin to ever think we have what it takes yeah. to craft a story that would be helpful to people. We need yeah. to be recentered daily. So actually our need for prayer is actually indicting of our hearts. It shows how <laughs> yeah. dependent yeah. how yeah. dependent we are. Not like, oh, uh-huh. we're cool. Yeah. It's like, no, we're desperate. Yeah. <laughs> like, Lord, <laughs> yeah. help us, anchor us back to you. So he was gracious enough to fasten that on our hearts. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't my idea. It was just like, yeah, this would be a good idea as, as the team kind of worked together to think of how to begin the day. And I praise God for it. Mm-hmm. And I also praise God for the people in the ministry because that God uses to sanctify me as well, yeah. to remind me of the main thing. Yeah. So it's he's he's a lavish in his grace in that way what what i what i gather from from what you're saying too is you know i think with with our with our gifts that we've been given whether that's creativity or or even if you're an athletic person or whatever the gift is that you have i think we're very prone to being possessive over our gifts and i think the best way to guard against some of these pitfalls that we might be talking about you know identity issues or whatever is to always like whenever we create something to do it with a grateful heart and to do it with gratitude, because that is the, to me, that's the antidote to avoid against any sort of uh, heart issues that might come into what you're, what you're creating or what you're doing. Cause it's very, very, very easy. You created something that you're very proud of. That's maybe has impacted a lot of people to say, I did this, look what I did. Mm. Please tell me that you liked what mm-hmm. I did. But mm-hmm. this, the second, it seems like you guys have a great perspective of like, you know, God has given us these stories. God has presented us with these opportunities. And I, I just, I love the, the, not, not saying that y'all do it perfectly all the time, but no, I think no. it's, it's, it's a, it's a great model. Like, Hey, we open our day in prayer. We, we thank God for these stories. We thank God for these opportunities. And it's really hard to be selfish and possessive and proud of yourself whenever you're doing it with a grateful heart. It just makes it very difficult. If that's your approach, and that's where your heart is. It just, to me, it's like, that's, that's, a, that's almost like self-maintenance to prevent against those sort of emotions creeping in. So, yeah. um, mm-hmm. I don't know, does that resonate with you guys just kind of doing that all with sort of a grateful heart? Yeah. Yeah. I think that is, a, a like a step two of a step one, saturating yourself with Christ. Like I need to be reminded daily of who Christ is so I can have a grateful heart, um, to walk this day out with, um, yeah, in a way that would honor him. And so it's like, it's like, we got to bathe in Christ to know how good he is. And then we can go from that place. Um, and then constantly be replugged back in through prayer and, and, and just constant conversations with one another, um, uh, people on the team about, Hey, are we, are we missing it here in this conversation or we're, we're, we're kind of leaving the focus of Christ up behind. And so it's like, it's constant conversation. It's constant you know, I praise God that I'm not alone in this. The ministry began, I was by myself, but it's like God brought people to help me personally grow in Christ and be reminded of the main thing. Mm-hmm. And so there's community, there's prayer, there's just, 
And all of it's about just recentering yourself on Christ constantly. It's it's funny how much we need it. It's really, yeah. it's yeah. A, kind of ridiculous, but yeah. I guess it's okay. You know, it's like, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I think that's also one of the most amazing things of God placing us in, uh, in, in places where we, faith is required or where we can't do this on our own, you know? So even when we can finish a film and look back and think about all the ways in which God provided we're thankful and we're so humbled, you know, because mm-hmm. it's like, oh, there's no way we got to this on our own. Um, and so even just reflection, I think that's also another big part too, is we try to, we try to reflect too yeah. on, on the year or on films and and how God did things just by his own grace. And so um, it's a good rhythm to have as yeah. well. Yeah. Hey, Kristen, I'll ask you this first here. You both can share some stories here, but I, whenever you've gone to these different places to tell these stories. Obviously, you know, we can see the finished product, but what are maybe a couple examples that you guys can think of where maybe something happened that that wasn't on camera that was deeply impactful, or maybe it was just like, hey, like we were able to pray with this person and they accepted Jesus or something like, I don't know, just what are some, mm-hmm. maybe some stories that haven't been caught on film or recorded that have stuck with you guys that have made it where, you know, this ministry is bigger than just film. It's you know, X, Y, and Z and that sort of stuff. What what are some of those stories that you could share? Yeah. Peter probably has a lot more, but because I've only been to Denmark so far, but it was amazing. Uh, But one thing I will say is, uh, and I might be stealing your answer here, but (laughs) (laughs) but when, when the team goes overseas, we recognize that we're also in, in a way, a ministry of encouragement to the people there. Um, and they are to us as well. So even the country partners or the story partners that we get to interact with, we get to stay with. There's so much that we also get to talk about. We, we're one immediately united around Christ, which is awesome. But then we just get to talk about, especially in COVID, that's been a cool thing, just united yeah. through what's going on, right. um, pointing each other to Jesus, praying for one another, um, sharing meals together, mm-hmm. experiencing generosity of everyone. So that's a whole other blessing and gift that we get to experience. And I got to experience that this year, you know, with the Danish people. And so just even getting to, to be in the lives of these people, these brothers and sisters and greatly encourage them with these stories. And, but also them encouraging us with like how they're living out their faith in their own context, their own culture. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's one thing I'd say. Yeah, I would agree with that. It's, it's, I, I always call this, or in my mind, at least I said it last week, but it's like the invisible ministry of moving works is the ministry of encouragement. Like mm-hmm. no one will never know like that's happening, but mm-hmm. it actually might be the the prominent ministry that actually might be the, I mean, by God's design, what we seem is what seems to be incidental is actually uh, providential. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah. this was designed and we would have yeah. thought it's a filmmaking ministry, but God's like, oh, that's, of course that is being used, but it's mm-hmm. like just to go and be family to people in countries that it's not like there. there's in many of the countries we go to, there's not like a lot of a Christian community, you know, mm-hmm. it, it, or to be, to not be in the same environment, to be discouraged by the same thing. We get to come outside the environment and to get to be a blessing and a perspective and have, you know, even just words of wisdom or prayer and the spirit at work in us through them, like where you're going, like you walk away from a conversation. They're so encouraged and blessed in ways and being thankful. We're like, we shot you for three days. <laughs> yeah. We've worn you out. Yeah. I don't understand <laughs> why, why you, you were thinking yeah. us at all. 
you know, where it's yeah. like, God, you're doing something else. Mm -hmm. And it's not because, oh, we're savvy and we got the right words. It's like something else is happening here that the, the spirit is at work in ways that we can't even perceive that our presence, just being there as family, as also adopted children of God, seeing God as worthy of our worship and effort while they're, you know, they're living a life that they might go to work and no one's a Christian and they're grinding. And then we come there and we're grinding and they're reminded like, man, God's worthy of grinding for, and yeah. you get to do it with him. And so it's like that ministry of encouragement. I mean, ever since day one, it's been a shocking element. I'm always yeah. confounded by mm -hmm. it that, that, and honestly, I mean, this is, this is a stunning privilege that I get to be, and we get to be intimately connected with so many beautiful brothers and sisters in Christ around the globe, yeah. have an intimate connection and experience, and of mm -hmm. course, unity with Christ and get to participate together yeah. in this unique adventure is so awesome. Yeah. And um, I mean, that's an enormous blessing to me yeah. to get to see God work in different cultures and contexts that are so unrelated to one another, yeah. but him work powerfully and so similarly, yeah. like there's only, only God's doing this in this person's life, whether it be in Japan or the, the Amazon or uh, Copenhagen, yeah. you know, it's mm -hmm. like these cultures don't have any connection yet. You see God work. And so it's been an encouragement to us just to do it, mm -hmm. to yeah. see the beauty of God. Yeah. There's, yeah. there's super miraculous things that we, uh, we've been a part of, but there's there's probably not time for them. <laughs> I'd love to share something. Yeah, yeah. I, I, what I what I love that you're saying because I've only been able to travel out of the country really just briefly. Like I went for like three hours to Canada whenever I was in Detroit one night with my sister, uh, and then I've been to two mission trips to Mexico that were just on the other side of the border from Texas. And so my international travel experience is very limited. And so my view of Christianity, unfortunately, is limited to just what I've experienced here in the United States, mostly in Indiana and Kentucky, like pretty much the Bible Belt. Mm -hmm. And so I don't really know what it's like to be a Christian in the Amazon or or I don't know what it's like to, I, don't, I just don't have the experience of different cultures like you're talking about. And I think I, I, I can't speak to it firsthand because I've never done it, but I would imagine that for, for any Christian, it's gotta be one of those things where if, if you have the means to, to do it, to, to go out and travel and see what these different cultures look like. And maybe just from that perspective, just maybe not even as a storyteller, but as a Christian, mm -hmm. uh, just to see like, Hey, here's how Christians live here. Like we think that at times mm -hmm. here in America, we're persecuted. We don't really know what yeah. a lot of Christians go through in other countries. Mm -hmm. And I guess from maybe, you know, Kristen, you've, you said you've, you've just been to Denmark and Peter, you maybe done a little bit more traveling, but from that perspective, you know, what have, what have you guys learned just about like Christianity and maybe like, I don't want to say how good we have it here, but it just, I think mm -hmm. traveling has got to put that in, into perspective and that sort of stuff. Mm -hmm. So from your, uh, from your viewpoint, what has that been like? Well, I mean, just, I'll take the last trip, for example, uh, we went to Denmark and shot six films and Denmark is like under 0.5% Christian or, or around those numbers. Um, and I mean, so one of the things shared with me is very impactful as a pastor in Copenhagen sharing. Many people don't know a Christian. They've never heard a testimony. They've never known that God can actually take a person that was broken and fix them. And so it's like this reality that I would go through life, not even meeting 
accidentally a Christian that could share the gospel with me is like, mm-hmm. whoa. You know, I grew up in yeah. Illinois. I grew up in a Bible-believing Christian home. I was raised that way. I was around people that knew Jesus, encouraged constantly. And so I'm like, oh my goodness. What I would think is just like, oh, that's 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 life. It's not life for everyone. Yeah. And right. so like, man, when I come back, I'm like, I'm like you said, like a grateful, goodness, you know, thank you, Lord, for all those people in my life that I'd run into over time um, made me who I am, you working through them. But there are people in countries that don't have that access. And so this is one of the reasons we get to do what we do. We want to meet them some way. We want that Christian, this person that doesn't know Christ to meet a Christian, whether it be through a film or short story they run upon. And so, um, and then of course, that's just, let's say Copenhagen, but then you got, you know, I've had the opportunity to go to countries like Turkey and Iraq, and then you have heavy wow. persecution and you hear stories of true persecution, mm-hmm. like family members murdered mm-hmm. for their faith. And I'm like, that's yeah. just like what. And so what we it does, no, concept of that no, no, it isn't. It's like, I, what that does is humble you yeah. One, it makes the world much bigger, makes you much smaller, yeah. makes your problems much smaller yeah. and makes you more prayerful, Lord willing, like mm-hmm. Lord. I mean, the, the ministry of moving works began, uh, just through the process of understanding God's global pursuit of all nations, you know, and in the throne room, we're talking about, you've spent, uh, you know, a few hours in Canada, a few trips to Mexico in eternity. It's going to be the most diverse, wonderful thing in the world. You're going to have be around all tribes, tongues, and languages, nations. So you'll be able to catch up on all of it, (laughs) you know, worshiping side by side. So it's like, it's exciting to be a part of that. And it's informative. Mm -hmm. It's humbled me, you know, Mm -hmm. there's moments you know, that come that it's like, man, those stories across the world of God working are such an encouragement to me. Uh, I'd also say another, uh, so I didn't go with moving works to Japan, but I have been to Japan before and, and we filmed six stories there, but what's remarkable about those six stories is that there are Japanese men and women sharing very intimate details of their lives, which is kind of unheard of in Japan. You don't, you don't share what's going on inside, you know, honor, shame, culture, and, and for someone to share those things is crazy. And a lot of people write to us and say, how did you get these people to share this stuff with us? Yeah. We're like, the spirit, I don't, you know, they yeah. just open up to us. But Japan is also another fascinating one because even as a Christian there, it's to, to take that step of baptism even is very difficult yeah. uh, because your family isn't for that at all. Um, like the cost. Of yeah. That. The cost of, of even getting baptized or going to church or, uh, whatever it may be, you know, Japan's a, a fascinating place as well. Um, and it's been a, amazing that we've gotten to f- film those stories and, yeah. Yeah. and see how God can, he can transform anyone. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I would add to that. I would add very ahead, briefly, um, how much I I'm challenged and encouraged to deeper faith. When we go to the countries, you know, you see mm-hmm. the challenges, um, in, in other people's lives or just the work of God in other people's lives. It's like, whoa, um, seeing that expressed in different ways in different places is a, challenging in the right way, convicting, you know, to yeah. Lord, help me have the faith of this person, okay. you know, help me yeah. reflect the love of God that this person has, you mm-hmm. know? And so seeing this different expressions of Christ in people around the world has, I think, encouraged me to draw near to him because I see how good he is yeah. and what he's doing around the world mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. yeah, you mentioned some of those countries like Iraq and Turkey and maybe even Japan. 
have you have you met any resistance in trying to get some of these stories told or just mm-hmm. i mean like I, whenever i've done mission trips like one, one of the mission trips that i i would say this wasn't an international trip but we went to dearborn michigan and if you're familiar with dearborn michigan is it is the largest contingent of uh muslims in the western mm-hmm. hemisphere and so when you go there i mean it's it's almost like if you were blindfolded and dropped off there you would not know that you're in the united states i mean it, everything is it's like middle, I mean, signs are in Arabic, everything. It's, it's like being in a different culture. And so we went there with the church and I was part of the choir. We were putting on these festivals where we were singing songs about Jesus in Arabic. And there was a time I was 16 years old or so. And these a very angry Muslim men showed up to the park and mm-hmm. were like confronting us teenagers very violently, uh, no weapons or anything, but verbally very violently. And uh, it to me, that was the closest that I've experienced to being in a different culture and trying to share my faith. Um, but nothing happened, thankfully. But I just wondered, like, have, did you guys ever run into that? Maybe maybe not so much in Denmark, but Peter, maybe some of the places you've been. Mm-hmm. And Kristen, maybe you could share it, I don't know, Japan or two, or anything like that too. But have you run into any sort of resistance in trying to tell these stories? Or, hey, these people are Christians. They're a Christian organization. Uh, you know, maybe somebody has tried to stop you from doing what you wanted to do there. Have you run any, any sort of thing like that? You know, it seems like we would have, but um, <laughs> honestly, um, we've, we've been into some crazy places and has, haven't really faced, like, we've had opposition in moments. Like, you can tell when you're not wanted. Yeah. Um, I re- remember specifically, it sounds bizarre, but we, we were in Rio de Janeiro they have a sprawling favelas. Uh, these are slums is the real harsh word for it, but it, yeah. they spread all over the mountains. And there's one point where we're walking in, we're going to film this beautiful work of the Holy Spirit in this church, in this specific uh, area of the city, this favela. But you have to go through this, this kind of like, almost like gatekeeper type person. Mm-hmm. It's like someone at a table and you're like, this is interesting. Like you got to be allowed access into this area. And so um, we walk up and I'm, I guess I wasn't paying attention. I have a big camera dangling from my neck, Yeah. you know, <laughs> Hey, we're going to the neighborhood, you know? And I look around, I'm like, wait a second. There's like, I look and there's bags of cocaine everywhere. Gosh. I'm like, what in the world? And I look up the guy who's talking in Portuguese to the guy who's trying to get us into the neighborhood has a gun in his hand and he's waving it towards us saying things that I don't understand about us because we have a big camera from her. And then I look around, there's kids with machine guns on bikes. Oh my gosh. With bags of coat. And I'm like, whoa, you know, where are we? You know? It's like, and is this so a this movie is, scene? Yeah, yeah, it was. It was like, am I back in been, LA? Am I shooting Could have been set up better where like, cue the kid with the gun, cue the bags of cocaine guy, yeah. cue the, you know, like, you're, it, it almost was like that. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, it's like, obviously, we weren't wanted. I mean, literally, hey, these guys want to come in and document a work of the Lord that is indeed, I would say, trying to take them out, trying to take that, that evil out, not, not them. They, I mean, the Lord wants them to know him, these people that are perpetrators of these things. But here I am trying to promote that walking into this neighborhood. And funny enough, and through the conversation, Portuguese heated conversation, next thing you know, we're there and we have access. And so like where you think, oh, this is bad. We should, this is something that's going to get us in trouble. Suddenly the doors open. Yeah. And all of a sudden we're allowed to do what I wouldn't think would be 
in in any of their best interests, allow this people, this camera crew in to go film a story or get interviews in this area to show what God is doing in this specific area. And so they did tell us we had a monopod. They're like, extend that monopod all the way to the ground. So it looks like a cane because people think that's a gun. And there's, there's people with guns in the rooftops looking at you. Oh, and so it's like, okay. And they're like, they said this also, this speaks to like the beauty and the supernatural nature of God. They say, pull out your Bibles and they go, that will protect you. And so even pulling out your Bibles and walking with your Bibles, well, there's some, I think, even superstition over a man of God that they won't mess with. And so what was beautiful, it's like where people are wielding guns, we get to, we pull out our swords, That's you know? Awesome. Yeah. And so it's cool to think like, God, you're working in the heavenly realms. We don't wage war with flesh and blood, though there should be resistance. You're allowing like strongholds to open up to us. And we're pulling out our words as if swords, like they're seeing it as something to not mess with. Yeah. They have guns on rooftops. We have Bibles in our hands and they don't want to mess with us. That's not because we're doing anything cool at all or know what we're doing. I don't even know how we got in the place. But it's like God's protection and grace. And so in different locations, we've brushed up against stuff, but never felt like, oh, no, we really got in trouble yeah. and uh, felt full resistance. So I give glory to God for that. Yeah. Man, that's crazy. Like for me, if I was in your shoes, I would have a hard time pushing forward. And I, I would I just I don't know how I would react. And like, I would feel like I maybe would be like, you know what, maybe we need to pull back and kind of just retreat and go figure out what to do next. How do you, I mean, obviously you felt the Holy spirit in that moment and, and them saying, Hey, pull out your Bibles, that sort of thing. But just practically, how do you get past any fear that you may have been feeling as a human during that moment to say, actually, God's called us here to do this. Yeah. How do you, how do you, how do you have the faith in that, in that calling to move past the fear, the, the real feel that the real fear that you may have been feeling? Um, ignorance helps in the moment <laughs> when you don't know what's happening, you know, it's not yeah. like, Hey, we're going to go up there. People are going to pull the guns. You know, you're, you're just there and yeah. you're like, well, I'm here and I got the camera. I can't hide it. And then you're just, just like, there is this, there's this conversation. And again, I don't think the faith comes from, Oh, be strong, be courageous. It is just like, Lord, you have this, you called us here. I think yeah. it's very helpful for me to know what I'm called to do. And it all started back in 2000. 11 when God called me to this ministry, not knowing what it would be yet, but like, this is your act of worship. This is how I designed you to worship me, Peter. Everyone's worshipers. And, and we can create as an act of worship, but specifically for me, it was this. And so being there, having confidence, even maybe eight or nine years back to that moment is helpful just mm -hmm. to go, I'm supposed to be here. And of course, prayer about every trip we make, prayer for the country we're going to, if we run into trouble or it just rains the whole time, we're supposed to be here. What are you doing in this moment? Mm -hmm. Now, I'd hate to say it, but even if my life ends, I don't want that. But it's like, I guess I'm supposed to be here. Yeah. You know, it's like, that's helpful <laughs> yeah. versus yeah. like, I've done this in my own strength and power and wit. Mm -hmm. I, I've devised this all my own, you know, oh no, I'm in the wrong place. It's like, I guess I'm supposed to be here. Yeah. And so it's very helpful and encouraging in those moments to know. I mean, I've had moments where people are running at me. I won't go into too many stories, but it's like where it's like stand your ground. Like you just have a confidence. I believe it must be the spirit in moments to just stand your ground. Yeah. Don't mm -hmm. waver. Like that waver actually might actually be more hard. When I look back, I'm like, I think if we got creeped out, we'd be in more trouble. Yeah. Versus confident. And I think God provides mm -hmm. a faith when needed or confidence when needed or a stand firmness, you know, when right. needed. So I yeah. give him all credit for that. That's crazy. That's a, 
I'm trying just to, to envision that scenario and I, I know how I would feel, but I guess there's probably an element of adrenaline too. Or yeah, maybe, yeah. maybe there is. Yeah, yeah, I don't or know, it's like, but... or I, again, I think you're like not processing it in full yeah. either. What yeah. in that moment, you're, you're not, not going, Oh no, mm-hmm. someone might shoot me. This could be bad. You're just That's going, true, yeah. is that what it looks like when someone's yeah. got a gun? You know, it's kind of <laughs> generally waved at you and you're like, you're just not fully perceiving it. And that's yeah. helpful. God's yeah. designed the brain not to fully intake everything at yeah. once where you go like, <laughs> what? Yeah, that's so. true. Yeah. Well, the, the final question I always love to ask my guests. So my show is called In No Hurry. Um, and it's kind of this idea that, you know, whenever I came up with this, this show and the title, um, it's kind of out of a season where I was super busy. And uh, the show was kind of a, a reprieve from that busy season. And so I always like to ask people, you know, when your life does get crazy and it's busy, what are some things that you do just personally to sort of uh, recenter yourself or just slow down a little bit? So Kristen, we could start with you. Yeah, I go into nature. I'd say that's the, the best thing. I actually did that last week. We have a green belt close to our office and uh, just sat there. And I, I'm reminded that nature isn't in a hurry, which reminds me mm. that God isn't in a hurry. Yeah. And so I think that's that's always really helpful to just be in a physical space that's quiet and slow. Yeah. And so I'd say that's the biggest thing. Obviously, like getting alone with Jesus, <laughs> hands yeah. down the best, but another way he, he uses um yeah, another way he teaches me that is through nature. Yeah, so that's, that. that's what I, love, I do. I, I love hiking and all that too. So I love, mm-hmm. I love that answer. What about you, Peter? Yeah. Well, I was going to say something similar, but now I got to <laughs> come up with something else. If that's um, what you do, that's what you do. You can use the same. Yeah. I do. I do. Yeah. Like we have one of the most precious times. It is this week. Um, this Friday we get to do, we take um, a half day of prayer or mm-hmm. everyone go to wherever they want, where they want to stay in their bedroom or go out in nature, whatever. But just take some time with the Lord just to pray. And so there's a place in South Austin where I live. It's called the Lady Bird Wildflower Center. And it's just beautiful. And you just walk around. And yeah, nature is a part of that. Um, uh, but which is almost counterintuitive to the question in no hurry. I actually run every morning. And um, that's a, just a great yeah. time to be with, alone with the Lord. I, yeah. I run three miles a day as best I can. And uh it's just nice to, the world is moving by. I'm not sitting still, but my mind can be at rest. Now it's not, I don't do it perfectly, but it is just kind of like, I'm going to, I'm going to talk to you. I like to pray out loud. So people, if they think I'm crazy, at least I'm moving fast past them. And so they don't get to wonder too long, but um, you know, it's just, that's helpful. That's, I mean, I think I'm, I'm a, father and a husband I have three kids it's like alone time is precious and so just getting I have to run to get it (laughs) run run away from my family to get alone time um that alone time is precious and so um it's helpful in many ways how awesome is Austin Uh, my wife and I got to go there for like one day a few years ago and it was I wish we could have spent more time there but how, how much do you guys love living in Austin it's pretty great I mean I will say that I around summertime, I do tend to complain a little bit because it's yeah. so it's hot, it's warm. Yeah. <laughs> but, but lately I've, I don't know. I think I've, I sort of gave Austin a, like a hard time in the beginning. I don't know why I'm just like, uh, you're warming up. Finally. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's taking me some time, but it's like, this is a great city. I mean, the food yeah. scene here is awesome. Uh, that we do have, you know, more, I'd say green space and other places in Texas is great. 
Yeah. It reminds me a lot of, I mean, it's, it's, I think it's definitely bigger than Nashville, but it reminds me of like, just like, it's, it's really hip like Nashville. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a lot of good places to eat there. We ate at this place called bangers. I can't remember what all is. Oh there. yeah. Uh, On rainy street. Yeah. And then uh, there's, I wish we could have spent more time there. We were actually in San Antonio for that trip. We just came to Austin for the day, but we did the, saw the the Capitol building, went to the Lyndon mm-hmm. B. Johnson library and did all that kind of stuff. But it just seems like a really cool town to live in. Yeah, yeah. it is. Is it I, what's nice about it, it? There's it's a small town vibe. Mm-hmm. It's not like oh right. big city, city urban you know huge place. And so um, it does have a very small town vibe. Yet there's big city things. I think, right. and I would I will re, would reemphasize, man. There's a lot of good food. Yes. There really is, and a lot of good culture it has a unique culture to a lot of city yeah. compared to a lot of cities. Which I'm like, it's not old culture. It is it is being created. I, I mean. Mm-hmm. So, Certain cities that just a beautiful old culture yeah. and history. We don't have that because we're young, but it has its own temperament, which I think is cool. It's urban, but it's not yeah. fast paced. Yeah. Um, there's and a lot of, you know, every time I'm going different places, I'm like, what's that? <laughs> I just drove this yeah. the yeah. street last week and now this whole new yeah. thing, that restaurant mm-hmm. looks awesome, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's constantly being developed, which is really neat. Yeah. So it's yeah. kind of changing faces often, yeah. which keeps you on your toes in a good way. So that's a really fun part about the, our city. Yeah. It's kind of a booming like tech area yeah. now, isn't mm-hmm. it? I mean, it seems yeah. like there's a lot of young people that are moving there and working in sort of tech jobs. Also a pretty good music scene from what I gather as well. So I think yeah. my wife and I, we need to, we need to come back and, and visit you should. Yeah, come visit us. We're here. Yeah. It's a cool town. Yeah. So how can guys, or how can people connect with you guys? Um, obviously mission movingworks.org is your website. Um, but how can people follow you guys on social media and then also uh, support you guys if they want to help support what you guys do? Yeah, you can follow us on yeah, Instagram, Moving Works. I think that's sadly I'm like, is it Moving Works Films? And it's just Moving Works. Yeah. YouTube. <laughs> our, Subscribe to us. Also, on YouTube. yeah. Okay, YouTube is probably the, the best place to get yeah. all of our content. Okay. But yeah, if you want to if you want to follow us on all the things, we've got Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all that. And to be um, honest, reach yeah. out to us. Yeah. We're we're not like unattainable. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. like reach out to us, email mm-hmm. us. Um We'd love to answer questions. We'd love to get to know people. Of course, we're a nonprofit. If people are interested in, in capture the vision and the Lord moves them, you know, we'd always want to partner with people um, to do this. We don't do it alone. I will say, you know, we're we're in the office. We have a team of five people. We're a small ministry, but um, man, we have a lot of people behind us. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, faithful brothers and sisters in Christ who give to the Lord and God provides through them to us. And so um, that sort of partnership and that community that we have um uh, is such a blessing so if the lord moves in that way hey yeah we're here so well this is awesome guys thank you so much for coming on here and and i love what you guys are doing i love uh, the work that you guys have put together and i'm excited to see what stories god has for you guys to tell here in 2021 thank you awesome. so much Thanks thank you for having us aren't they just awesome and i just love the mission of moving works in that entire organization seriously if you've not seen any of their work check out the link in the show notes head to their website and watch some of their films because it is such high quality stuff the stories are incredible and i just again i love the mission behind what they're doing and their heart behind it and the way in which they're using their creative skills for the kingdom of god and you know i've got to remind you once more go check out Kristen's awesome video that allowed her to meet ben rector just another sign of her creativity. 
But I'm super grateful for them coming onto the show and sharing their story with us. Hope you guys enjoyed that conversation. If you guys need me at all, you know where to find me. I am Cole Claiborne on Twitter and Instagram. You can find me on Facebook at Cole Douglas Claiborne. And I would also love for you to subscribe to my weekly newsletter if you have not already. Just head to my website, ColeClaiborne.com. You can find the newsletter tab on there. Just click that and it'll take you right to the page where you need to go to sign up. But guys, I hope you've had a great start to the new year. I know we all came into this new year thinking that it was going to be this grand thing. And as I mentioned on one of my previous episodes, just because the year changed does not necessarily mean that the things that we experienced in 2020 were going to go away. And we've kind of seen that in the first week or so of 2020. So with everything that's going on in our world, more than ever, I hope you guys can find some time this week to relax and not be in a hurry. And we will see you next week.